So now, uh, present day Chris is going into the tube. I can find a seat. Um, there, there's like about 10 of us in a train. Um, we're all like far apart and it just feels weird. Right. And it's not the city that I, I was so, so excited to join, you know? And it, and it's um, because it was so new for you. You had just moved there like a, a little yeah. over a month or almost two months ago now, right? That's it. Yes. And um, like the bars are shut, the um, restaurants, they're, they're all shut. Everyone's feeling the pinch mm -hmm. because not enough business is going around. So, so this, um, this, this unprecedented, that's like yeah. the main word like now. It is Friday, April 3rd, 2020. Quite a bit has transpired this past week with regards to the COVID-19 pandemic. We now know that the global tally for those who have tested positive for the virus has surpassed 1 million people. There is some good news, though, and that is the number of those that have recovered is nearing 200,000 people, according to worldometers.info. Now, uh, the stats will vary depending on the source and will obviously change daily. But one thing we know to be sure and that the very best way we can all combat this virus from spreading is by really ramping up what we're already doing and should be doing, and that is staying home. Now, for those of us not working the front lines in the health and medical fields, this will continue to be the best way we can help those who are taking care of us who are sick. Now, here in Vancouver, BC, it's become a nightly ritual in most neighborhoods, a racket of banging pots and pans, applause, and even sirens at 7 o'clock in the evening. Uh, first responders and law enforcement, uh, they're driving through parking lots of hospitals, honoring all the healthcare workers who walk towards this disease every day. I know a few of myself, and I would like to take a moment right now to acknowledge them. Uh, my cousins, Jessalyn and Jermaine Arcia, uh, Ran Segu, uh, Becca Hall, Joanne Hebron. Uh, these ladies are nurses, and my high school friend, uh, Andrew Balon, who is a respiratory therapist, last I checked, and I can only imagine what kind of... Uh, things he's dealing on the day-to-day -day, uh, while he's helping those who are sick. And of course, I want to acknowledge every single one of you out there who have to go into the hospitals and care homes and medical facilities every day and help trick, uh, treat the sick and elderly. You are all our present-day heroes, and I just want to thank every uh, one of you for everything that you do. Now, for today's episode, I share my conversation with my friend Christina Diacchino. Uh, we grew up together uh, through high school, and she has since packed up her life here in Canada and moved to the UK, where she still resides today. She recently moved from the suburbs to the city of London, which is the hub of the country and is busy regardless of the day of the week. Chris describes what it's like living in London during the COVID-19 pandemic and how it has affected her day to day. We catch up as old friends do, and it was so awesome to see and talk to her again. Uh, but despite the lockdown there in London, she still finds the silver lining in the situation, as perhaps we should all try to do. My conversation with Chris was also recorded on Zoom, which is great because now I can share my interviews through video. So I posted the interview on the podcast YouTube channel. Just search the Fit United podcast, and you'll find it all there. All right, everybody, I hope you're keeping safe, active, and healthy. I'm sure we've all been reminded enough, but sometimes it's the naggy parent that is right, right? Uh, so keep washing those hands well. Don't forget your thumbs. Uh, stay home best you can. Wear a mask when in public in case you have it and don't know, just to help to mitigate, to mitigate uh, the risk of spreading the virus. 
If you want to connect, guys, you know how to find me Instagram at kevingreen.fitness or at fitunited.show. And now on my YouTube channel, just search the Fit United podcast. Okay, everybody, enjoy the episode. We'll talk soon. I can hear you. Oh, I can hear you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how are you? I'm you okay? So yeah, I'm doing a proper good. room, man. That that looks like give me give it give us a tour around. Oh, okay, here's a little tour. Yeah. This is yeah. my studio or the office in our gym. So Okay. So this is yeah. So oh, okay. Fish tank. Why do you have a fish tank? I, I don't know. Actually, I moved the okay. fish tank from uh, our house. And we oh, know, right. Okay. Up, now it's here. And then the, the Filipino in you doesn't want to throw it away. Is that right? <laughs> Hi, me. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> correct. Yeah. So, don't worry. I'm the same. Oh I don't God. like throwing stuff away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, of course, you're in the UK. You've got your tea. Of course, you got the tea. <laughs> so fancy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how are, you, how are things going? Uh, what's, what's going on with you? I don't know. Uh, well, me personally, or um, yeah, like yeah. Well, I mean, we, yeah. I mean, we haven't talked since then, obviously. So just uh, okay. catch me up on that, and we'll talk about what's going on with the world. Uh, okay. Well, um, I've got a new job. Yeah. Uh, I work for yeah. I I moved to the city first uh, of Feb. Okay. Um, in London, and here I am, mm-hmm. like the small town Northampton. Well, don't know if you know, but Northampton mm-hmm. is like this countryside living in okay. villages. Everybody okay. knows everybody. Every you know, like it's a familiar town, and it felt like Surrey. You okay. know, every yeah. <laughs> so I lived there for twelve years, and then I moved to London, like the big city, mm. on the first of Feb. Okay, so you um, you're recently transplanted into the city. So for yeah. people who are listening, um, uh, so Chris and I went to high school together. We grew up yeah. together, and um, she moved to the UK. When, how long ago? Twelve years ago. 13 years ago? Uh, I'd say 13. Yeah, yeah 13, 13 years ago. And she's been living there uh, pretty much ever since. And you've been back uh, quite a few times since, obviously. But you're, you've moved your life over there, essentially. It feels like home. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that so Yeah, wild? it's weird. It's I so think because most of my working adult life yeah. is, is, you know, done here. And I'm familiar mm. with the taxes, the laws, and all that stuff. <laughs> so if I moved back to uh, Vancouver or mm. Surrey or whatever, yeah. um, I'd be... I, I wouldn't know anything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I probably wouldn't know how to drive. I, yeah, I you're got... first here now, too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, you're on the other so, side of the road now, too. That's the other thing. Exactly. And I drive, um, what do you call it? Manual. Oh, okay. So, you're yeah. on the right side of the car, it sticks over here. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's so it. You, um, so, you were work, living in Northampton, you said. That's kind of like the suburbia. And mm-hmm. then now you're in the city. The city, so yeah. How has that transition been, living kind of in the oh. suburbs to now the city? London is amazing. Like it, it really is. It's a, it's a melting pot of cultures, religions, and um, I meet the most interesting people in London, like with different life stories. Everyone's uh, about maybe I would say maybe seven out of ten people they've mm. come from a different country. I've never met really? anyone. My landlord's from Guyana. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a country called Guyana. Yeah, I, I thought I'm like, oh, are you are you from? Oh, is that Africa? Like, no, no, that's Ghana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guyana is yeah. in South America, and I was like, what? And here really? I am. I'm googling that. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's and it's weird because she looks like uh, she's from India, okay. but she's got a Jamaican accent, and oh, I find wow. it so intriguing. And I'm like, talk to me again. <laughs> What's going <laughs> let me, on? Let me listen and to your voice, please. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she is. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm meeting the most interesting people mm -hmm. here with a million stories and and I'm taking a lot of um I'm t I'm absorbing all of it yeah. until like corona hit. So oh like gosh. yeah, so I think um I think now if you're going to ask me how I am now like in mm. present day Chris, yeah. I would say I'm a little uh, the the atmosphere is a little somber to me, you know, mm. it's, um, I go outside from what I'm used to the hustle and bustle of the city. Right. Um, I would go to I'm used to going into the underground and mm. everyone's sardined in. <laughs> I'm five two. everyone's taller than me. I'm in everyone's like, armpit level. So right. everyone's got their arm up. I'm like, right here. Oh and I'm just like, Oh, my goodness, I'm this this comes with the city life, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. so it's, um, so now, uh, present day Chris is going into the tube. I can find a seat. Um, there, there's like about ten of us in a train. Um, we're all like far apart, and it just feels weird. Right. And it's not the city that I I was so so excited to join. You know. And, and it's um, because it was so new for you. You had just moved there like a, a little yeah. over a month or almost two months ago now, right? That's it. Yes. And um, like the bars are shut. The um, restaurants. They're, they're all shut. Everyone's feeling the pinch mm -hmm. because not enough business is going around. So, so this, um, this, this unprecedented, that's like yeah. the main word the like word. now is yeah. unprecedented it really is, thing. It really is. That's right. Um, and it's, I, I work for the CEO of a, a retail chain okay. and I'm also learning from him because instead of panicking and, and talking about, I, I'm, I'm listening to a lot of high level conversations about right. what strategies um, there are and a, a lot of talented people who, um, who just find ways to soften the impact mm. because you know, this is this, this coronavirus. <laughs> I hate that word. Um, <laughs> it's like a word. So much. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> So um, this, this thing is like, it's actually not just going to affect like the population, it's going to yeah. affect things like um, in, in, in the economy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so I'm listening to a lot, a lot of conversation and it's very much, very much a reactive uh, kind of world right now. Right. Um, so, so my life right now is very quiet. So yeah. I'm just like, and, and I'm the planner. You, flat, you live on your own? Um, I, I live in a room in a shared house. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you have people with you. You're not physically alone, which is kind of a good thing. Is, or is that a good thing or what? That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And there's FaceTime. I'm connected with a lot of people. So it's yeah. like, like I'm having this conversation with you. I haven't yeah. spoken to you in years. Years. So, no. well, actually we did speak. We did speak uh, last summer, briefly. like when I visited briefly, that's right, that's right? right? That's right. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm, keeping connected with mm. with a lot of people who have like technology is like the thing yeah. um i had a conversation with my friend the other time yeah. uh, the other day uh and then we're just um we're trying to like turn around the the mood because mm -hmm. like when you go in the office it feels like oh wow. uh, really negative right. they're like oh this is gonna affect our jobs and whatever i'm like okay let's find the silver lining somewhere yeah, so sure. who is winning who is winning right now so um netflix, netflix oh yeah yeah oh, for sure. oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> that's what the number one trending movie is right now on netflix what what is it contagion <laughs> Why do people want to like feed well, themselves? Okay, you know what? And, like, and, and, I'm, and I'm sort of a victim. I kind of fit into okay, it. Okay, all right. Last night. I watched it last night. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. 
Okay, so, what's it about, Kevin? Well, quite literally what's happening right now in real time, but um, obviously in an accelerated platform because it's an hour and a half movie. But it quite literally is about a virus that spreads you know, globally and uh, people underestimate the impact of it given mm-hmm. the nature of how quickly it spreads and how it spreads. And it's a, to me, it was more, I mean, obviously it's a movie, uh, so there's a lot of you know, fiction in it, but um, it's more the understanding and wrapping my head around just kind of you know, how, how dramatic it can really be notwithstanding it being a movie, if that makes sense. You know what I yeah. mean? I think, I think it helps frame for me, despite the news and everything, um, how serious and how quickly it can get very serious so soon. I know you were trying to say, turn around the, the mood, but I almost feel like I needed to inform myself in some way. Yeah, as to how serious it can be. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, so what are you doing differently? Uh, myself? Uh, well, for yeah. us here, I mean, we've had to close our gym. Uh, so mm-hmm. obviously this is kind of our livelihood. We're in here all the time. I'm in here by myself. Um, mm-hmm. but we have, you know, a number of trainers that come in here and they have clients. I have my own clients and we also have members that we've had to tell, you know, you got to stay home. Um, we, ha- we try to take an approach of, you know, kind of steps, uh, before when we first kind of started getting wind of cases of COVID-19 here in, in BC, we're like, okay, we got to mm-hmm. put some measures in place so that we don't contribute to the spread. So we bought what Lysol wipes and, um, you know, bought some antibacterial sprays and things just to kind of make sure everything's sanitary. And we put certain protocols in place so that every trainer was following through, every member was following mm-hmm. through. And then it got to the point where it's like, okay, well, you guys need to keep your distance. Um, short of actually closing down the business, we're like, okay, we can only have so many people in the gym. And I got to a yeah. point where it's like, you know what, even that's not enough because you're touching some of the mm-hmm. same equipment. Maybe you sneeze or touch something or, you know, breathe or spit on something by accident and then someone else touches it. It just wasn't enough. So we've mm-hmm. just obviously decided along with pretty much every business around here to just, you know, except for essential services, just completely shut down. And um, I'm not sure if you're aware of what's happening over here now, but it sounds like, uh, especially particularly in BC and some other provinces, they've mandated businesses, personal service businesses, uh, like nail salons, massage parlors, things like that including gyms to just shut down completely and the RCMP is enforcing businesses to be closed and if you're not Mm -hmm. there's certain repercussions now and I'm think I'm I'm glad Mm -hmm. that they're doing that but I think it couldn't have Mm -hmm. come sooner I think it should have been sooner I think right so you know this is this is what I'm thinking over here our our um our numbers are we're the top 10 in in the UK we are in the top 10 in the globally infected world and I I think because and I actually live in the third most infected uh, district in London. Oh my gosh, really? So yeah, so here I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so trust, man, I've got my mask out. I've got my gloves out. Mm. Like I'm, I got a defense system going, but, <laughs> but it's like, it, it's, it's honestly a, a game changer, isn't yeah. it? Is this the thing? Like my friend uh, said that she went to the supermarket and, mm. Uh, there, there's security guards in front of the supermarket, like you mm-hmm. said, monitoring the amount of people, the amount of bodies inside the supermarket, because we, we can't be that near each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it also uh, avoids theft and you know over stockpiling, oh like on the yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. So, um, if you're if if the thing is, British culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't panic. We we tend to find, yeah. I I don't know if you met another British person, but like from from my experience, mm. if there's a disaster happening, someone's gonna make a joke out of it, and you know it's yeah. uh, and yeah. and that's that's the light heartedness of uh, the Brits is like, yeah. you know, we we're not as reactive as like the 
the Americans were right. were kind of going, you know what, what will be will be. You right. know. Now, would you and, say though? Would you say that that is like the lightheartedness? I think is very much appreciated, especially for people, especially mm-hmm. in this here, because um, I think even for me, I'm a little bit more on the serious end of things. Um, mm-hmm. But would you say that lightheartedness does not? It doesn't necessarily mean that they're not taking it seriously. They're just finding the silver lining in what's going on and finding some humor in it. If that makes sense. Well, that the yeah. the latter, but yeah. also I think if the government, the government has a. a they have a responsibility not to cause chaos. Mm. So there's, there's, um, there's that you, you need to find that balance of what steps sure. to take without causing um, chaos. Right. Um, you know, and, and because we're a hugely densely populated nation, it could, you know, the, the panic and the chaos could actually be worse than the, the disease itself. Right. So we like, we've just shut down schools this week uh, on Friday, it was the last day we shut down all the schools um, uh, and um, the, the restaurants are only open for takeaway service. Right. So, okay. yeah. Um, so we're taking small steps. It's not as uh, radical as um, the states. Oh God, the states. Oh my God. 20,000, 20,000 infected. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're, we're going to that trajectory. Like the, the, the more I listen to these figures, I'm thinking, Oh my goodness! Like yeah. this is, this is something we really should react on. So, um, I I'm I'm taking social distancing a lot more seriously now. Mm. So, That's yeah. Cool. I'm I'm glad that you are. And it's really interesting that you say that because um, here I find, and again, just personal opinion, um, because I hear and I I spoke with someone who is actually in Italy, in Florence, Italy right now. um, And there she's saying that Florence isn't even the epicenter of it. It was kind of in the northern region and Mm -hmm. it's kind of spread down. And so Florence is becoming one of those places that are more affected. But uh, we're perhaps a week or two behind where Italy is now or just like, you know, slightly more. Um, Mm -hmm. But the, the, the measures that they now have in place um, are things that she's saying we should already have. And the only reason behind that is because certain people just are not taking it seriously enough. Like you're saying, you're taking social distancing far more seriously. Um, just today, I was, oh no, yesterday, I was out for a walk with my dog. And uh, there was a cluster of people, kids and family, just kind of hanging around in a park. Now, the park is quite a lot less busy than it normally is, but there's these clusters of people. And I'm thinking, I don't think they are getting the message. Like what is it that is required to, for them to get the message yeah. without having this visual, which is going to cause panic, i.e. tanks or like military vehicles, you know, with, with, with weapons, making sure you're staying in your house. But guess what? That's where she's uh, in Florence. That's exactly what's happening. There's trucks with, you know, you know, military making sure that you're not roaming around for no reason. Like I, walk, I don't want it to get that. Like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I mean that that's like that's like personal freedom now. It's yeah. it's affecting personal freedoms for right. for what the for the greater good yeah. is it for the greater good because the the people in the front line are are the ones enforcing it and right. it becomes very um I, it it becomes the thing is it becomes very divided in yeah. a in in a nation and we're trying to promote like oh this is if you if you stay at home you're doing somebody else a favor this yeah. is the message yeah. like it's trying to be as positive as possible you know yeah even, for sure. yeah it's in a positive note that's yeah, what yeah. i'm trying to say yeah. and i and that's what we don't react well to mm. is um if if we are enforced or if there are boundaries um 
in in a disaster that's mm -hmm. where the panic happens and mm -hmm. that's where people start rebelling and this is this is where the anger happens and mm -hmm. we we want to keep things calm yeah. because because um someone told me like uh this is the calm before the storm mm -hmm. and and um if we look at italy which is which is so devastating i mean if you think about it um it's like a generation had died yeah. you know the 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 people have died uh, are like elderly people who probably have decided look i've worked 30 40 years and i just want to enjoy my life now in beautiful yeah. italy and right. and this happens and mm -hmm. and i i just think i just think that i don't know i i really do think i really do think it's really hard to put a positive light onto it without without you know without working together right no, so the the more law enforcement there is what i'm what i'm trying to say is the more law enforcement there is the more mm. government um control there is mm. i think that's just gonna that's that's gonna that's not gonna bode well for for much of the public yeah yeah so. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you've taken that stance. I, I agree. Um, mm -hmm. It's just it's just disheartening to see people not taking it seriously. I, like, it's just yeah. like, what is it that it takes to get that message through, you know? So, yeah. so in the UK right now, what's kind of the, I mean, now that you're in London, you're saying that um, it's a bit more somber mood. Like, uh, what does it look like if you look out the window? Um, are people still milling around or is there, you know, like, what are the so-called rules that you need to apply, you know, abide by that, um, you know, for, to enforce social distancing for yourself? Like, what kind of things have they said that you need to do? Uh, they've encouraged uh, to be at least a meter away from the next person. Okay. So that that uh, is helpful. They say um, don't touch uh, high contact places like push buttons or like rails or whatever. Mm. Uh, although it's being cleaned, you, it just takes that one person to touch it and you right. know infect a lot. So okay. you just kind of um, you you kind of avoid that. I wear gloves. I wear a mask. I um, I live four stops away from where I need to go, okay. and I I try to breathe very little <laughs> until like I get there. I, I like race up to the escalators. It's like a war zone for me. I'm wearing like this mask and these gloves and I'm just right. racing up to the escalators trying to get some fresh air. But yeah, it's, um, it really is uh, trying to, um, to uh, minimize the amount of contact you have with surfaces and um, stay away from vulnerable people. Mm -hmm. um, because I actually don't know if I'm a carrier. I don't. I, That's right. I, I don't, don't feel anything. Too. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know yeah. that. And um, yeah. from what I heard, I, I was speaking with someone who works in the labs here in BC, and mm -hmm. she's saying there are carriers who may ne never actually show symptoms and could be infecting people as we speak and have no clue, and we will never have a clue. Uh, there are people who are asymptomatic all the way through, which is incredible to hear because it's like you will just never know where that came from if you have it or if mm -hmm. not or whatever oh, really? um what i want to ask you about that because especially in the city um for you like here commuting we don't necessarily have to take public transit but for you because mm -hmm. you're in london it's far more dense are you compelled to take public transit to to get to where you need to go is that the most convenient way because i feel like you're going into a place where you potentially have a higher risk of being, you know, exposed mm -hmm. and it's almost a necessity for people. Whereas here people generally you need to drive to get places. Right. So yes. how is it different there in London? Uh, well, it's easier to take the transit, uh, but I, I've, 
brought my car over. So I, I've driven to where I need to go before just to avoid the underground. Okay. Um, that's the breeding ground, I feel. <laughs> so oh, I'm yeah. like, no, just, stay away. <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, my goodness. The other day, Kevin, I saw someone eating inside the train. And I'm just like, you're just asking for it now. Like he was eating like one of them like Cornish pasties, licking oh, yeah. that thing everywhere. And I'm just like you nasty like you know and i feel like i feel like this is what this disease is uh, causing is like me thinking about like other people's practices because that's a normal thing for anybody really right, right? and what i what i'm trying to avoid is that this disease would um would would lose my perspective in the mm. in in the the good of mankind yeah, yeah, you know this yeah. guy was doing something so innocent and i'm thinking i'm thinking man, you nasty, you nasty. <laughs> don't you know that there's yeah. a disease out there? No, yeah, right. I don't know. Isn't so it um, that it's changed how we perceive things now, like watching a movie, a TV show mm-hmm. or something, and they're mm-hmm. hugging and shaking hands or high-fiving. I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa, don't do that. And I'm like, oh, wait, it's a movie. It's a TV show. But now it yeah. almost feels weird and strange. It does. Yeah, it was, I'll never take it for granted again. I mean, what do you do in lieu of shaking hands or high five now? Well, uh, because, again, in this industry, that's all it's about, right? Fist yeah, bump, whatever. I so just I'll do like, this. Yeah. I just, like, give my elbow. elbow. And I'm like, you know, elbow. It even went to just air elbows, just air, air taps with the elbow. It's not even yeah, touching yeah. them physically now. So, I mean, we've had yeah. to do what we had to do. And, um, you know, I can't even do that now because I have no clients that are coming into training. Yeah. For good reason, right? For good reason. For good reason. So what about the people that are living with you? Are you guys doing some social distancing with one another <laughs> as well? Because, right? right? How does that work? I, I'm lucky enough to live in a big house. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, the, the my one of the... Okay, one of the housemates is a doctor, so he's mm-hmm. he's out in the GP. Um, he's told me about my experience, uh, his his own experience, which I, I I'll, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guy, he's um he's he has a doctorate in engineering, so he's like a little bit of an introvert, so he yeah. stays like in his shell a lot. Right. And um, the the other one, she's in Guyana for uh, she's my landlord. Okay. She's in Guyana for three four weeks or three weeks mm-hmm. supposedly, but we don't know how how that's going to be extended right but yeah the the i should let you know though the 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 doctor the housemate that's a doctor he has some really interesting stories so he was Mm. telling me that um because his doctor's his surgery or um what do you call it a medical office in canada Mm. is a medical office Yeah. yeah so his medical office is actually locked Okay. So yeah, so they're preventing people from coming, coming in. in. Right. Yeah. So he the the majority of his day, it, maybe five hours, is taking phone calls in for symptoms or whatever, and whoever can come in is uh, only allowed in by invitation, okay. in, with an appointment. Right. So if you think about, um, if you think about anyone who had a routine checkup, like for diabetes or. Uh, heart uh, lung pressure or whatever right. that's all had to be delayed because of this and it's just a it's it's just a coordinating nightmare for for uh, anyone who does any medical coordinating that that's a nightmare because you you have to like be reactive so he's um so he tells me that like um there are people out there that that are just young or whatever and then they're surprised themselves that they're a carrier because they felt nothing Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, I know. if if I feel nothing now, I don't know if I'm a carrier. So, right. you right. know, um, it's so. really, it's, 
it's quite an interesting perspective, this uh, invincibility, I think, that this younger generation may have or they feel they have about mm-hmm. it. Um, it's kind of unfortunate because I think they're not looking beyond themselves. And there was some footage, you know, a couple of days ago about these people doing, you know, spring break celebrations in Miami and things like that. And they're still congregating. Businesses are closed. The beaches are closed. But they're like, no, we're yeah. going to make the most of our experience. But Two weeks from now, three weeks from now, who knows? These are the people that are going to be carrying it. And they're not thinking about the repercussions of those actions. What if they're getting mm-hmm. in contact with their parents who are then getting into contact with their grandparents who are the most of this? Um, mm-hmm. It's like, again, so how do we reframe these people's minds to take it seriously now, right? I think that's kind of what's the challenging part, right? Without I, being too I would, dramatic. I would love there to be a, a blood test that said whether or not you had it or oh, you're, you still need to wait for it because, yeah. because peace of mind is, is I think the, the key to, to all of this. Mm-hmm. Right. And cause, cause they don't have a cure for it. I know mm-hmm. they're, they're still studying like what, what it is and they're trying to figure out what vaccines to put together or whatever. Um, but I think at the moment, because everything's so unsettling, peace of mind would just grant a lot of like, calmness in in the world so if because um someone told me that there there isn't a study where it's like chicken pox so if you Mm -hmm. pat it um your body creates antibodies right so it's like then you won't get it again right so um unless you're really sick and your blood cells forget that they had it in the first Mm -hmm. place Mm -hmm. so so if there was a if there was a blood test out there that just said you already had it you're fine. You can live about your life and right. do whatever. I could volunteer for like a food shelter or whatever and be mm, in the front lines true. of that. You know, I could apply myself and I feel pretty, if, if I'm honest with you, Kev, mm. I, I feel pretty useless yeah. being sitting at home where I, I don't feel sick and, and, and I feel like I'm not doing myself a favor, just yeah. kind of isolating myself. Yeah. So it'd be great if I already know I had it or not. You know? yeah, that's a really good point you make. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure the health professionals are working on something like that. I mean, I really certainly hope they do. And I'm sure that mm-hmm. they are because there is uh, in this regard, I think that that knowledge piece is so important. If we had that knowledge or that peace of mind, like you said, that, you know, we are good, we can go out and help people who who actually need it instead of yeah. everyone kind of having this fear-based mentality of, I don't know if I'm going to get it. I need to isolate myself from you. That mm-hmm. uselessness is, um, is kind of overwhelming. It's a weird feeling because how is it overwhelming that you're sitting at home? It's not yeah. like we're on vacation. Because we're sitting we're not, at home. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? I think people yeah. said, uh, and uh, you know, it's easy to oh, get, you get time off. I'm like, no, this is not time off for me. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah. I'm still working for the, the people that I work for. I'm still working because I can do yeah. this job remotely. Uh, but um, but the, the uselessness thing is so true because um, what could we be doing physically able, you know, younger people who may mm-hmm. be immune or not carrying it or will not get it? How can we contribute? Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't know, right? And I mean, I can only do my best within the industry that I work in um, mm-hmm. to, you know, connect with people remotely, the things that I'm doing with you, you know, you know, sharing the message on my podcast and stuff. But um, I still kind of feel useless, like you're saying, right? Because <laughs> you just contributing. I'm a doer. I'm a doer, Kev. Like, yeah. I just want to be out there. Right. That's why I moved to the city. And I was, I was anticipating, like, my life in, like, in social areas, right. you know? Right. Um, Eileen Dela Cruz, I don't know if you, um, you know her, right? Um, she, she also lives in London and okay. she, she, um, she 
she's a songwriter, but mm-hmm. like um, she she has a regular job where uh, she would um, she would play gigs uh, in hotel lobbies. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, oh my god, I I went to see her at the Dorchester, and it's like the fanciest <laughs> hotel I've ever seen. They wow. have service bathrooms, Kevin. Like really? what the hell? People wipe your hands for you, okay? Like no, um, no, that's me. <laughs> Leave it alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So so she's playing the piano or whatever. And because like I walk everywhere, I take the train. I'm right. wearing 27 pound like sketcher shoes in like this really fancy whatever right, and i'm right. hiding my feet underneath the table in the oh bar and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> but no. yeah it's uh she's saying that yeah. um all these um all, all her gigs are canceled yeah. so it's very unsettling for self-employed people for right. performers and can you just imagine like the the reason why you get more creative is you practice a lot yeah. so right and mm-hmm. um and because you have to stay at home and uh, do do very little and, yeah. and try to find ways um you i i think it's gonna i don't know it it, it would affect your creativity if you're not sure. putting it into practice yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I'm I'm feeling for her. I I just care about spreadsheets and diaries. It's fine, <laughs> but for her, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How does one who is in a in a creative field? How do they continue to foster that creativity when they don't have the platforms where they can perform? Right. That, that's a really good question. Yeah. yeah. Like obviously, I mean, I've seen clips of like you know Bono and U2 and like uh, I think it was uh, John Legend performing at home and stuff. We're doing these virtual concerts, mm-hmm. um, but these people. And I think uh, during that uh, segment in the news, uh, these people are what I guess we could say going to be financially or economically stable and can weather this out regardless yeah. of how long this is or for a longer period of time. Whereas there are people who do you know, require themselves to be working all the time to sustain their lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, especially self-employed people who may not have that security. So how do these people, like your friend, um, kind of sustain their life? Right. And not only that, but foster their creativity so that when life gets back to normal, they can just Mm -hmm. kind of resume where they left off or continue to thrive. So that's, I think, going to be one of the major challenges with what we're dealing with is this economic rebound. How does that how is that all going to happen? Um, You know, how can we all recover and how can governments recover? Because governments are are promising aid for people, which is obviously a great thing, because if you're going to mandate people to shut down, you're going to have to help them do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, they're doing that in Europe. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Like Italy is um, the the government, like Italy's government is providing 90 percent. There's um, there's an essential class in um, uh, I don't non essential discretionary. Class? That the, <laughs> discretionary. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so <laughs> those are in the essential class. They they have to work. So right. this is doctors or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Non essential, where they're forced to stay at home and mm-hmm. really doesn't have the skill set. And and the the best thing the government can ask for is just stay at home. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They're offering ninety percent of their wages wow. to the people who's um yeah so that way you know they've they've got money to spend uh for their own livelihoods right because and um 
and Austria is doing 80%. And, and there are governments out there that have schemes that are going to protect its, its own people. But uh, it, it's going to take a massive uh, commercial hit. Don't you feel like Absolutely. I feel it? Yeah. Absolutely. So like we, I'm sure business rates nowadays is probably going to be on freeze for 12 months mm. um landlord land like like your your gym i'm sure yeah. like you have to pay like some sort of like property tax on it i'm sure that's going to be deferred for whatever i mean well, we hope we, we hope we don't okay. know we, we reached out to our landlord and um yeah. we didn't get a response that was favorable to deferring but that's i, yeah. I hope because if they have good things they need to pay for it just trickles down to the tenants right if they mm-hmm. need to pay for their mortgage, then we need to pay for our rent. And so how is the government going to, you know, hit it from the top so that it's, it kind of trickles down and make sure ensures that the people who have all these fixed costs can manage it or can at least defer it to later on. So what, yeah. are, what are they doing in the UK? Are they doing Do they have a similar scheme, like percentage of pay? Like what's happening there for you guys? Um, they're, they're crying out for it so oh, really? it's in it's in the pipeline so oh. uh, yeah so we we've already well when i say we it's the government uh, <laughs> the, the government's already um enforced the the shutdown of schools so okay. they they've heard the cries they've shut down the pubs and the restaurants and mm-hmm. whatever social gathering is and um and that's the best they can do at the moment without impeding the 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 traffic for mm-hmm. the essential Right. essential like doctors and whatever because yeah. they they need either otherwise they they need to open the the parking lot for everyone who drives in mm. you know like uh, or they need to um they need to open the hotel the neighboring hotel for those who are actually working there i don't know but right. there there are ways around it but um i know that coming from retail um head like the head office of retail i i think that um property because we're paying for these closed spaces yeah. i think i think what needs to happen is deferral of payments yeah. because there there's not much income coming in the landlord is not paying out for like water or whatever <laughs> there's not there's no traffic right yeah. so so the landlord has no outgoing costs so it would just make sense if mm-hmm. like if if buildings and malls would just kind of honor that and say yeah. look you know things are tough we're all in the same boat here. We thrive on like people's pe- the gathering of people, and we can't have that. So, yeah. so here we'll, we'll take the hit because you are as well. I I think that's what makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the government's doing enough to for social care and whatever. It it'd be good if like landlord and property. Um, I don't know what they're called. I'll call them a landlord. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. I like property people, people and- property owners. I don't know, but I I think if if they take a hit too. And this goes the same way with the utilities, water or whatever. Right. They need to, we all need to take a hit because mm-hmm. like, because we're all affected. Yeah. I think that's a really so, important point that you make because um, yeah. I think we are all looking for assurances. Like you were saying, peace of mind. I think that's yeah. a, a huge uh, factor in making decisions. But unfortunately, we can't have assurances, especially relatively early for us uh, in terms of shutting things down. But uh, that, that's something that kind of rolls out in time. So mm-hmm. in terms of funding and, you know, go, government assistance, that'll roll out over time, hopefully quicker than, than not. Um, mm-hmm. But we all are going to be taking 
some sort of economical hit. And so that when we, when we had decided to close the gym, we had to weigh in, you know, what, at what point is there a tipping point or what the tipping point is to, you know, us, you know, endangering people's lives and to us trying to economically stay, you know, um, stay afloat. And mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, we just have to accept that we're all in the same boat. Um, mm. Some people are just going to be able to weather it better than others. Um, and we just all need to work together. Right. Mm-hmm. And the only real thing that we have in our, within our control right now is what social distancing, because the quicker right. we can slow this thing down, yes. the quicker we can all get back to life. And yes. I just don't know if that's happening as, 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 as seriously as I, I would hope, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah. Right. So but when you walk out, Edra, when you walk in the street or whatever, if you go yeah. out, um, what do you see? Do you see quite a quite a lot of traffic out there, or? I mean, the the roads are about as busy as a normal weekday. The parking oh. lot that's next door to me, it, next oh. to a grocery store, is full. So there's no, people, no joke. It's a, it's it's busy, and so again, I don't like. I get it. We all need to attend to our necessities. We all got to do some grocery shopping. We all. Yeah. I mean, we haven't been to Costco since uh, all of this has started going Crazy. on but they put in some you know measures as well because i would say costco is kind of an essential service people need to shop yeah but, um but i think people are just again taking this as just time off but we need to really just hunker down with the resources that we have get the resources that we need not what we think we need and um just just wait wait it out i think that's really what it's going to come down to and i'm one of those people that can't sit at home like if i have a day i like you know two or three days off with uh, my son Cruz and, and, and my wife, um, I'm the one that needs to go out and about and, you know, be doing things. It's hard for me to stay home. I'm, th- yeah. I'm sure you're the same way, right? You like to be yeah. doing things like you said, right? So how is that impacting you and kind of maybe your kind of your mental health? Um, well, I live in a gated community and um, someone sent out flyers uh, on getting connected. So, so I volunteered to get groceries. So mm. get what I can. So we put, um, so there's a, there's a few elderly people that live here mm. and I'll, I'll say, I'll oh, grab some eggs for them. Like if there's extra, I'm, I'm only, I'm only feeding myself, Kevin. I don't need 12 <laughs> eggs. Okay. So I just, I give them six eggs, whatever. Right. right. right? right. So like, yeah, I just kind of like share it out and, and I'll leave, like, I don't talk to them or whatever. I'll just leave it in their doorstep mm-hmm. and say, That's you know, okay. whatever. Um, yeah, but it, it avoids me from like spoiling the eggs or yeah. overeating or yeah. whatever. So if it's it in a sense, if we're going to look at silver linings, mm. in a sense, it it does kind of bring people together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm connected. We're... Yeah. Um, but this is not how I want to be connected. I know. But anyway. <laughs> um, look, like if you think about this right now, you and I are talking. We haven't talked in years, but I uh-huh. found that we have some sort of... Um, Reason, common ground right? yeah common yeah. ground something that we yeah. can connect on because i feel like it's important that you know people across the world i mean i think everyone here has friends or, or family across the world that we find out how they're doing and what's going on in their neck of the woods because we kind of live in in the day-to-day we live in our bubble of life right we don't know what's going on in the uk i don't know what you're doing day-to-day but your life could be materially impacted from this whereas you know we haven't seen that yet so i think uh-huh. it's a lot of uh it's very informative and I'm just yeah. glad that we have this ability to do this and connect, right? Do you know what I miss so much? I miss, um, I miss thinking in my head what I want today and then just buying it from the store. Right. Instead of just being creative of what you can get. So yeah. like, so true. 
Yeah, and it's just, I feel like I, I put something in my stories the other day. I, I'm like, I never thought bread would be an issue. I never <laughs> thought, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I never thought um, hand soap. You can't even get hand soap oh unless you go there in the early, right? So you can't even get hand soap, which is, I feel, like really necessary. But, yeah. like, it's always sold out. And I just feel like I miss full grocery shelves yeah. and you know uh, but at the same time it's the earth telling us like look mm. we're wasting a lot we need to manage our consumption mm. and we need to waste less right, right? and um for for me um how all of this has impacted me is i'm i'm very mindful of my usage now like mm. i i'm i'm using less hand soap <laughs> well no yeah, i wash my hands I, I don't get it twisted <laughs> i wash my hands okay i wash my hands but like <laughs> i know <laughs> do the filipino way one one quarter drop, yeah. let it lather oh it's God. fine <laughs> but um i'm i'm very mindful of yeah. like what i buy now and and like no no like stockpiling do you yeah. stockpile be honest with yourself be yeah and are you asking me or are you asking Jenna? Yeah, I'm asking you. No, actually, no, it's funny because when, oh, this right. happened, when all this happened, um, I, I work in a, in a booth kind of, a, we're doing pre-sales for a studio and I work directly okay. in front of a grocery store. And as all, a lot of the news were coming out and rolling out in cases of COVID-19 kind of approaching Canada and then BC, there was this big wave of people trying to get their hands on toilet paper. I'm like, hold on here. Okay, uh, there's a panic about toilet paper. Perhaps I should get my hands on some toilet paper. And so I went and bought, um, we were actually running out. So I bought two things worth. And this mm-hmm. was before they even had limits on how much toilet paper you could buy. Okay. Um, yeah. We had, still have not even gotten into that toilet paper. We oh. still haven't used it yet. This was like a week and a half ago. Um, but well, you're good for like a month. You're yeah, excited. That's what I'm saying. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and I, I didn't think that, um, you know, I just didn't put, two and two together, what is the correlation between this virus and toilet mm-hmm. paper? What, what, yeah. What's the obsession with the toilet paper? Like, and yeah. it's funny, I said this to someone else, like, I can find other ways to wipe my ass. Or in the Philippine <laughs> Topple. way. Topple. Get, get a freaking pail, you know, yeah. your hands, you're good, bro. It's fine. <laughs> we'll find ways. But, but that's what I'm saying is, I bet you the Philippines have no, have no toilet paper problems because we've lived like that. And if you grew up there, I grew up there. But when I, you know, that's what we did. We didn't have to use toilet paper. So I just didn't understand what the obsession was with toilet paper. And there was a lot of madness, people selling it, you know, marking it up out of the back of their trucks. And Oh my God. Know. I think, I think that's very selfish. I think this is, this is, you're exploiting the situation now mm. where, you know, everybody is in a crisis or mm. everyone's very unsettled. Yeah. And now you're exploiting the con, like you're exploiting it now. Optimistic, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's um, I can't get pasta anywhere. Mm, pasta. I can't oh, rice. Yeah. So there's this market in uh, the Brixton Market. So mm. it's um, a collection of like um, food stalls or whatever, and that's where I go grocery shopping. But I don't know how many hands have touched the fruit, man. <laughs> like, yeah. And trust I me, I am. I am doing salt baths, antibacterial <laughs> things on these things, right? Yeah, like yeah. before it gets into my, my fridge, but I'm very <laughs> mindful now. So I, I, um, so I'm very, uh, what's changed for me is my, yeah. my uh, food prep practices, make yeah, sure yeah. like, I, 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 pardon? Remember who I'm home at? Food safe. Food safe. Thank you, Tita <laughs> Cookie. You are great. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, so we're being mindful of these things. And it's actually, mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad that you brought that up because even in a space like our gym, um, mm-hmm. we like to think that, you know, before all of this, that we were a fairly clean gym. But then we started putting all these different little things into place now because we had to start wiping things down, antibacterial. But it's not necessary, you know, perhaps then because there was none of this going on, the, the worry of a virus outbreak. But um, how clean were we being? And how easily could we have been transmitting things with a level of cleanliness that we generally practice? And that just goes to, uh, speaks about everything, right? Wherever we're around, when we're around people, how easily we transmit things to people with no consequence because there's no major virus going around. But you know what I mean? It just puts things into Mm -hmm. perspective a little bit, if you know what I mean. So do you think, well, looking into perspective, when when all of this is over, Mm. what would you take from, what would you take from this experience? Oh, well, I mean, a lot of things. I mean, I think like you, you brought up a really good point about uh, taking things for granted. You miss a full shelf at the, at the grocery mm. stores. Um, I, miss a, I miss a handshake. The handshake, um, the handshake is great. Yeah, um, absolutely. Oh my God. I, mm. I used to meet the most interesting people mm. on uh, visiting my boss. You know, I, mm. I used to meet giants of whatever other retail world, yeah. right? And yeah. I would just shake their hand and be like, and be like, yeah, that's Pleasure cool. I, I met you. Right? Yeah, yeah, great. You know, and um, I don't anymore. And then, and it's For good reason. And we, and I've canceled all the meetings. I miss yeah. meeting people, and I just kind of like that's what I've taken for granted, right? right. So. Right. Uh, so sorry, I've totally made this about myself. So what? <laughs> no. What would you take out of this? No. What no, would no. you take out of this, Kev? I think I think uh, like everything that you're saying, I, I echo. I'm I'm very much like you. I like connecting with people. That's why I do what I do. Uh, I realize yeah. that over time, but I'm a people person, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that human connection for me is almost essential for me to maintain my mental health. Unfortunately, yeah. we're at home, and you know I have family that I can, you know, of course my wife and kid that can I can connect with. But you know I thrive off meeting people and seeing people all the time and being able to interact and just that inability to have any physical contact whether it's a handshake, a high five, or whatever, um, I don't get that um, kind of re-energizing of myself. And so that's one thing absolutely that, I'm, that I miss. Um, uh, the, just being able to be out and about without worrying. I think there's this, like, mm-hmm. there's this uh, worry that, um, that we all have. And the uncertainty, yeah. I think uncertainty is very, uh, very powerful. And um, I think I just love having that ability to not worry so much. And so it's only, yeah. it's very early on for us and we don't know how long it's going to be. Um, but those are some of the things that come to mind when you say, well, what is it that you're going to take away from all of this? And it's just, honestly, it's just a lot of perspective. Um, mm-hmm. There was a quote that I shared on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, it was from Gandhi when he said, I cried when I had no shoes until oh, yeah. I met someone who had no feet right? And so here we are living in developed countries where we have resources in abundance. um, And here are people with even greater resources who are, you know, being very protective or self, um, self preserving, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But then there are other places where they have no choice but to ration and to share. And that's the perspective I feel like we're all lacking. And I'm certainly no, no, um, no saint here. I feel like there's more work that can be done on my part. But to just be looking out for the, your neighbor um, is so important. The perspective that people have who have much less than us um, and can live on much less than us is something that I think I hope everyone, including myself, can take away from this whenever it subsides. So, 
No, no, don't waste anything, guys. Like yeah. honestly, it's mm-hmm. we're we're a wasteful society. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. Living in an affluent country like Canada, like like UK, mm-hmm. we're so wasteful. And um, and and really, when all of that is swept off our feet, you know, we we kind of have to be grateful for the smallest things. So I'm hoping. So here I am. I'm hoping for. I well, I wake up and I I have like this gratitude gratitude mm-hmm. minute when i'm like thank you for the roof over my head mm-hmm. thank you for fresh water thank you for a warm shower mm-hmm. and like and it's just so basic yeah. but i i that that makes me um this is what i'm taking from it today well not yeah. today like from all of this because yeah. i'm grateful for like the essential things that i don't need to yearn for right because i have it all already within my reach so yeah yeah, yeah grateful for it yeah uh i had the same experience in terms of you know the gratitude and the perspective um quite a few years ago i went to the philippines and volunteered and of course i'm from the philippines but i never experienced i don't know if you remember this but um hello i donated a a huge sum oh yeah you did did. oh yeah you remember so you do remember (laughs) i do remember (laughs) it's all right Um, no worries (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah so you remember that experience but as selfless as it was, it was also a very selfish um, kind of mission for me to kind of gain this perspective. Because we, so you, we not, you gained more out of what you gave out, right? I think so. I think, so. I, yeah. think I got way more out of it um, than, than I could ever have given back to those people. Um, yeah. Seeing, again, and I was alluding to it earlier, the, the humility and kind of the um, gratitude, people living in shacks and coming out with a yeah. deflated soccer ball. And, and, you know, these kids just enjoying their time with us as if we were like these, um, I don't know, celebrities. And of course, we're not celebrities. We're just people from other countries going there to, yeah. to help out or whatever our reasons are. And they saw us like these, you know, amazing people. And it was just the perspective shift um, when I came back. It was so eye-opening to me uh, that I kind of grew up in this place, left, and then kind of became somewhat materialistic. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to call myself out on that because I think that's something that we've all become victim to being in a, in a yeah. developed country. And just yeah. uh, now uh, with all of this going on, I think that's something I hope that I can maintain and continue to pass along even to my son is the ability to have that perspective um, mm-hmm. in that, you know, joy is not found in things um, it's very temporary and um, joys and the, you know, the people you surround yourself with and, and you know, what you give back to people. Cause like I, like, like you said, I, I got way more out of, out of it than I think I put out. Exactly. And these are, these are the stories I love to hear when, yeah. when I'm, when I just moved here, I, I, I love listening to new stories, what their struggle is with, with immigration and whatever. And um, I, I, I'm an immigrant. Yeah. Let's face it. I I'm a first generation immigrant. I I moved mm-hmm. here to the UK, right. and I I literally moved here with with two suitcases and and the clothes on my back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, listening to other people's stories where they were on a boat, they were whatever. I am so grateful for everything I've got. It, it's it's mm-hmm. just put my it's just put things in perspective yeah. for me. And I I find that those. I, I kind of like, I kind of connect with those people more. Mm. So like, um, so if you've come from another country, I want to hear from it, you know, yeah. especially like uh, non-affluent countries. Like, right. um, yeah. So, if so your you, experience is yeah. totally eye-opening, isn't it? Yeah, it totally was. If you right now could choose whether you're in the UK or you're mm-hmm. here at home with family, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, where would you choose? I don't know. It could be a tough question to answer, but where would you like to be right at this very moment? Would you rather be oh. here at home or be back where you are? With the fam. Yeah. With the fam. <laughs> 100. Um, yeah. Because like I, I wouldn't be working anyway. So <laughs> I'm addicted to work. So, I, like, <laughs> so, so I'll do something like uh, I'll work for whatever. I'll make myself useful there. Yeah. But I'm, I'm always connected with my family. Um, I used to, when, when I lived with them, we, you've seen our house, Kev, yeah. like we, we had this oh, big house, well. yeah. but I felt more divided in that house than I do living here in the UK. Yeah. We're on FaceTime almost every day. Yeah. We're, you know, I call my parents every week and Kay and I have uh, a lot more meaning Kay's my twin, by the way. Yeah, people listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we're talking every day, and I'm, I'm, even though I'm not next to her, yeah. I'm, I feel more connected to, to uh, my circle. Yeah. So it's, um, so it's, it's not that, it's not because I live far away. I just mm-hmm. think that if I lived in Vancouver, like right now at this moment in time, I would probably be. Um, very practical about it and try to get a job where there there aren't any jobs available right right? so um but yeah i would still like to be with family like right now just because it's all unsettling would you consider uh, when they start opening up airports and flights again is that something that's maybe on your on your mind is coming back as soon as all this stuff dies down what coming back to live there no no not even live just to visit and be you know oh yeah, yeah 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 Yeah, <laughs> I so visit weird. every year. Kevin. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you, you come back and live here. That's another question. Um, like, what do you think? Knowing what you know now and having you know really lived your life, like you said, your adult working life in the UK, where would you? Uh, no, I I wouldn't live in Vancouver again. It, yeah. Like the UK, outside of this Corona thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Europe is like the is an oasis for me everything's standardized uh there's food standards kev like Mm. where we have to treat animals right and uh, you know um and there's it's just all it's an oasis for me because everything i think of like where i want like where human rights are enforced and Mm. everything i just think that it's all enforced here and it's a it's a culture that i'm kind of i'm very proud of you know um and and uk has a lot more in Vancouver, it looks pretty, but mm. I feel like it lacks the it lacks the the bodies for the culture. The mm-hmm. yeah, that there's that dynamic here that oh, you don't have you don't see like the Italian lady who who's lived here for 24 years and yeah. just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't get that relate that connect mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Well, at least for yeah. me, this is my experience. Right. And then you go here in um you go here in the UK. There's I know people with with. <sighs> I, I know people who are, who've come from, um, I, I don't know, what, what am I trying to say? Um, I know, I know, so I've been exposed to so many countries yeah. and so many backgrounds and so many religions cultures. and cultures. And, and that's what I'm missing from Canada is that everyone, well, everyone that I know has lived mm-hmm. a straight light, a straight, straight line where, you right. know, you stayed there, you, you, you grew up there, you stayed there and whatever, which is great. Like yeah. I love stability as much as I love culture and, you know, spontaneity. Yeah. I'm contradicting myself now, but <laughs> I just feel like, I just feel like when I live here, I, yeah. it's always so new every day yeah. and it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can always go back to Vancouver. Yeah. I can, I can always do that. Right. Um, and I, which is why I visit every year. Yeah. But then 
but then I, I want more. Does that yeah. make sense? No, it absolutely yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people like you who yearn for that and who have yearned yeah. for that. And perhaps uh, circumstances in life have taken them in a different path. Uh, the mm-hmm. fact is that you have gone out and done it and have this um, other perspective that perhaps we don't have and we can only imagine or envision. Whereas you have this perspective, like you said, an oasis of places where you can experience different cultures and people and things. And we're mm-hmm. kind of in this kind of Vancouver bubble. And it's interesting um, that you say that because there were many times when I had opportunities to move to another city, whether it was for work or just whatever it was out of desire. And mm-hmm. I was just too afraid to make that big step. And in a way, if you want to talk, call it a regret, perhaps it is, but you know, I'm quite happy with where I am now, but those are the things that you go through your mind say, okay, well, what are the things that, you know, you wish you could have done the perspectives you would have had, had you made that big decision? And so when you made that decision, I think this is going to become more of a you question. I would imagine it would have been a lot tougher than even for me, because you have a twin sister who, you know, were so connected to, and like you were saying, you were in this house that you guys shared, but you're Uh way more connected now than you were in the same house. So how has that perspective shift shift been for you being apart from Kay and now being an aunt, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, you know, how connected you are now versus how it was here. Like when you had to make that decision 13 years ago, how hard was that, right? If, can I be completely honest? I didn't really think it through. I I just kind of, yeah, I didn't really think it through. (laughs) I just kind of went, went oh, cool. I got to I got to (laughs) go. And I just went, yeah, I just went, oh my God, I'm going to work for the cruise ship. Yeah, I go out. Like I didn't know what missing somebody meant until (laughs) I actually was, you know, yeah, I was homesick. Like, Mm. and I was like, it was a tough couple of years when I first moved uh, I'll tell you that but I I feel like it's built a lot of character for me where I kind of you know made the best out of the situation I I worked what 70 hour shifts uh, well 70 hour weeks to kind of like to kind of pay off the Canadian debt and kind of try and make uh, create a stable living so that that thing that struggle in the first two to five years Mm. that was the thing that framed my work ethic today Today. and and I I don't regret it um but when I did decide um I never thought about missing anyone like I just kind of went oh shiny let's go (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean and I I love that because I think especially in our early 20s we have that ability to kind of just make decisions on a whim with really no repercussions yeah I'm like I don't pay rent it's okay I my parents paid for me I'm fine and then like when I had to do my own laundry I was just getting so annoyed I'm like my mom used to fold my laundry for me and uh, I really miss her right now you know yeah (laughs) and I'm like now I have to pay my own bills but no, it's, it's really um, made me who I am today. And that's, and I, I, I would, I guess I'm grateful for it. Yeah, no, and, and I, 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 I commend you for having the fortitude, even at a younger age, whether you made the decision in an educated manner or just kind of throwing caution to the wind and just going for it. But regardless, I'm very spontaneous. You, <laughs> and I love that regardless of however you came to that decision. Uh, I commend you for it because look at what you're doing now and where you are. And like you said, the personal growth that's come from it, I think that's amazing. And I think we can all take a lesson from that. It's just sometimes um, being too thoughtful and overthinking things can really hinder your ability to grow. So I think that's awesome that you did that. 
High five. <laughs> High five. Oh, elbow. <laughs> elbow. <laughs> Boom. Um, so, um, I want to wrap this up. I don't want to take up too much of your time on this Sunday, but I want to ask you, what would your message be given you are in the UK and the life that you're living now and how things are being handled in London? Do you mm-hmm. have a message to people on this side of the world? How should we be? Is there something that you could say that we should be doing better? With regards um, to all of this that's going on right now. I, I, I don't know what's happening out there in mm. um in in Canada and Vancouver. Mm. It's it's all all I know is that guys um here in the UK I it's really infected. Like the mm. numbers are growing and I'm hearing coughs, I'm hearing struggling. Mm-hmm. Um all I say now is just the best thing to do is is be calm. Yeah. Um don't be selfish don't stockpile when you don't Mm. need to and then be considerate of your neighbor and also um and also social distance yourself like take it seriously you know like watch your watch your face (laughs) watch your face watch your personal hygiene and um and if i'm going to be honest with you kevin yeah we should have done it a lot earlier we should have reacted a lot earlier yeah. So Canada is way further than us. We've got uh, 50, just shy of 5,700 infected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you guys are about like, what, 800? Something like that, know. yeah. Something growing, like that, I'm guessing. Yeah. And honestly, Canada is, or no, sorry, yeah, BC, I think yeah. has the highest number or second highest number of fatalities from, from the virus now. So, See, um, so take, take it seriously, guys. This is, this is an enemy we, we can't really fight. Um, we don't have a weapon for. So Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. And I think that's yeah. so important that we know and that we understand that that's the only way to do it, right? So we all have to find our ways to, to make it work though, right? That's right. right. Yeah. All right, Chris, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you spending the time. Um, oh, anytime. Well, and you're obviously a podcast listener as well. Uh, so yeah. I appreciate you listening from, uh, from the other side of the world. Um, now you get to hear yourself in the, when I, when I, oh, up, so. I, I'll probably skip myself. But, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate yeah, cool. you giving your perspective uh, from the UK and I would love to touch base again with you when we can and uh, just catch up and make sure that you're doing okay as well. Okay, awesome. Take care. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Bye. Keep clean. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>